G'day community and welcome to the Jock Reynolds Tradio Podcast Episode 3. We're reporting on all things happening in the Bush League that is the AFL. I'm Dog, and I'm joined by a beautiful man who now lives in Victoria. Patch, how are you? I'm back. I am back, Dog. I'm good. Very happy to be a little bit closer to you to the tune of several hundred kilometres. Makes me very happy indeed and one day I'll get even closer how are you, my beautiful, oh, becoming mustachioed friend? Yes, no, I'm traveling along well. The mustache is returning. You can track that progress at movember.com slash m slash lackdog. If you want to donate, we've ticked over $1,000 for the year. The target is 2000 and that'll bring us to 10000 over the last uh, few years, which is huge and great for men's health. Big advocates of Movember, big advocates of... A lot of uh, programs beyond blue, um, you know, we just want people to be healthy and looking after themselves and feel that they're comfortable. They can be comfortable to talk about how they're feeling, which we can do, Patch. And Absolutely. I'm feeling happy at the moment because uh, I love the trade period, but I'm feeling angry at the moment because we follow a stupid league. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's dumb. It's very, very dumb. Um, and yeah, you introduced it as the Bush League that is the AFL. Most Bush Leagues are run better than the AFL is. They've got more clarity over rules. Everything makes more sense. But that's not what we, people are here for. Well, maybe that's what people are here for. Maybe I that, think they are. Maybe they do want to hear you rant about it. Maybe, all right. Well, off you go. Let's just start. We're going to go through all the deals that happened since we last did a podcast. Um we're just going to talk through sometime. yeah i don't know I, I i struggle to keep track because there were suddenly no deals and then suddenly it hit 12 o'clock and everyone was like oh yeah it's trade period we should be uh doing some of that shouldn't we um yeah well that just goes to prove the point the trade period should be longer and you shouldn't broadcast about it for 12 hours mm. also maybe there should be some i don't know vague idea about how big list sizes are going to be for next year just to give some well, literally I, any clarity I'm so on, glad uh, you pulled that up on what oh god we started already but yeah why do, we, we don't know what lists are going to look like and there are clubs that already have what could potentially be full lists and then they've got to do trade period and then do a draft and then be like oh we've now got seven players too many yeah no it's a total joke trade radio today talked about why there's a maximum amount of players you're allowed on the list and why there's a minimum i kind of it's an interesting discussion but i'm okay with there being in a maximum and a min, min, minimum but you shouldn't have to take X amount of players in the draft. You look at Brisbane Lions. I think they've already got 38 senior players on their list today, and they're supposed to use three draft picks in the draft is the rules. So what's going to happen there? And another thing that's interesting, Jamie McMillan, and, and I was thinking about this today. So he got the listed by North. We probably thought that he, there'd be a couple of clubs that would look at him. I think he's a decent a, a decent role player in that halfback line. Um, or even in a back pocket as he gets even older. But anyway, that's besides the point. Reasonably useful, so has some has a place in the AFL. He got signed today as North Melbourne's operation, football operations manager. I contest this. He has been signed to that position because 
the AFL still don't know what list sizes are. He was expecting a list spot on an AFL club, uh, whether it was North or elsewhere. They've got no one's been able to give him an answer because he'd be the last list spot. Everyone's like, we don't know how much we can pay you. We don't know if we can actually pick you up. He's signed for a staffing role at North Melbourne because it's a guaranteed salary. I think it's, and I might be making this up, Patch, but to me it just seems like this is a guy who's fallen out of the system because the AFL couldn't get its shit together, even though they knew this was coming for months and months and months on end. Yeah, and you've got the amount of players that are just loitering around at the back end of lists that just have no idea if they're going to be, like they're currently sitting there going, well, I don't have a contract for next year and they're not going to offer me a contract until next year. And then it's like, oh, well, if I want to try and move, now's the time to move, but I still don't know if... Oh, it's just a mess. And like that theory could be completely bonkers. It could be a big footy rumor. I don't know. But like it's it's got like sure if you're Jamie McMillan, that's the smart play because you know, you're probably odds on to not play next year at this stage if you if clubs still don't know what their list sizes are. Um yeah, you'd take that job, regardless of how qualified or not qualified you are for it. I mean, no doubt he had a shot at the um the Diamonds Netball coaching role and got knocked back from that but um you know he's managed to find something in footy and good on him yeah look it look look, i'm glad he's got a job but it's just a uh it's just an absolute joke the we know player movement in this league is a joke anyway in terms of how it's set up but the fact that players don't even know if they're going to be on a list or not and imagine being imagine being one of those guys you were already worried about whether you're going to keep your job and now it's like Okay, guys, I've got two days to find out. Still don't know anything. It's yep. just, uh, yep, yep, it's yep, insane. Yep, yep. It's a bit, but let's let's move on. It's a bit weird. Almost as weird as as clubs trading players who don't have contracts. Well, there's been several trades today that have been just that patch, and these are trades that shouldn't be need to be trades. They should just be players that can move clubs because they're not contracted to anyone. I can't wait for someone to sue the AFL for restriction of trade. Uh, that will happen someday, just maybe not today. But, you know, we spoke last week. Some parts of free agency are becoming true free agency, but we're still not there yet. It's a total friggin' joke. Let's talk about some trades Let's of players that should trades. have been hope, able to hope move. I hope you've enjoyed the start of Tradio, the, um, just the where we get, you know, Lek Dog from, from what, Fern Tree Gully on the line to rant about everything. Um, what's your what's your, your hypothetical five-team mega deal, Lek Dog? <laughs> Uh, my hypothetical five-team mega deal. All right, Dodoro, he gets signed to Essendon as a five-year deal. And the four other clubs give Essendon all their first-round picks because that's how they seem to think it works yeah, over I, at Essendon. I like that. I, I like yeah. that. That sounds like a, a perfectly cromulent deal. Um, yeah. All right, people are going to hate on that. So let's move on. Let's move on. All right, the first trade we need to cover off patch, Kyle Hardigan went to Hawthorne for a future fourth-round selection. Kyle Hardigan should have moved as a free agent, but because we've got a broken free agent system and Hawthorne didn't want to lose out on compensation for Isaac Smith moving, which they didn't deserve in the first place, Kyle Hardigan has moved there. It has no super coach relevance to us at all. Uh, he's basically going to fill that that frawly um, slash... Uh, <laughs> who's their bloody ex-captain? I've deleted um, him Strat- from my memory. Stratton. Ah, Stratton Watch. Yes, we never have to worry about that again. Anyway, he's averaged fifty-eight last year. We don't need to talk about Kyle Hardigan. No, no. Move along. I'd love love the appearance of a future fourth though. Um, oh, it's great. There's going to be a few of those. Oh yes. Oh yes. On Friday, I think it was Friday. 
Sean McKernan signed as an unrestricted free agent and his club didn't get compensation. Oh, my God. Devastating. With St. Kilda. I don't think this has any super coach relevance other than if Paddy Ryder goes down, they've got someone to back up and pinch in in the ruck. But I think most likely he'll be a forward target and we can expect that if uh, Ryder goes down... Rowan Marshall will continue to be a good scorer. Yeah, I don't. I don't think McKernan plays unless one of Marshall or Ryder or King or one of the key players is injured. He's not a first choice player at the St Kilda Football Club, um, and he's he's very good depth, but he's not he's not a first choice player. No, nice to have in the backup mm. of the list. Uh, uh, we've had well to have him as a backup on the list, but no, he's yeah, got, he got the Mitch Brown treatment, and uh... I don't understand that. Mitch no, Brown would have been helpful forward. to you guys Please too. Help give us key forwards. Also, we're delisting our key forwards. Adrian. Yeah, well, you've got one Adrian. now. Oh, we... We've got one. We'll we'll get there. We'll sorry. Well, I think we could go there next. We don't need to talk about all the all the pick swaps. I think it's interesting that the D's are getting quite a bit of. Um, uh, of movement in this year's draft. It looks like they want to do some stuff in this year's draft. They think there might be some bargains. Uh, there's some really good content on hpnfooty.com, which use like super statistical analysis to um, do projections and stuff. And and they seem to like what Melbourne are doing moving into this year's draft. Anyway, go check it out, hpnfooty.com. They're very good. They're very good. Now we yes. can talk about your trade. Yay. Yay. Peter, Peter Wright, two meter Peter. Signed to the Bombers, future fourth, ding, 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 toss, uh, tick it off your bingo cards because he's, uh, yeah, future fourth. He's he's another Joe Danaher that will hopefully be slightly less injured and kicks maybe slightly straighter. I don't know. He's He costs us basically nothing. Gold Coast are paying part of his salary. Future fourth is the meme that is if you, you want to pay the minimum cost for something, it's the future fourth. It's, I mean, it's a good deal for Essendon. Will it be super coach relevant? Unlikely, unless he's like 240k. But I don't know. It's an interesting football move for him and for Essendon and maybe for Gold Coast. I don't know. It, it was a move that happened. I'm glad yeah, that it he, did. He might be cheap. He might be in the, those mid-200s, similar to where Danaher started the year. I haven't seen anyone do any projections on Twitter, so shout out to Bryce if you have. Uh, has, didn't play 2020, average 68 in 2019, not super coach relevant. I think even at 200K, even if, if he was 117K, I might look at him, but he's just not going to put the points on the board. I'm not confident he's going to play a whole lot of games, and I don't think he's that good. But I think for the taking the chance, worth it for the Dons. Uh, they give him three years, yeah. have a look at him. Maybe he can c- contribute, but statistically he just... Here's the, here's the, okay, so I was said I was going to flame Essendon. I actually don't mind this for Essendon. But I will flame people on Twitter who are comparing his, you know, six, first 66 game stats, raw stats, oh, to no. uh, like Charlie Dixon. And because raw stats actually uh, don't tell enough of the story for it to matter, like Peter Wright is a below average uh, contested one-on-one winner. He's a below average um contributor he doesn't tackle in the forward line like he doesn't do all this stuff but if you just look at his raw stats kicks and marks people are like but he's as good as charlie dixon which he doesn't tell the whole story no 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 of course not anyway he's 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 a decent you know random shit random shot for essendon we'll see how it goes but yeah super catch relevance not there are you excited for it 
Yeah, I, I guess, yeah. Like he's a, he's going to play the same role Sean McKernan played, right? But better? Um, yeah, well, I'm hoping that he can actually go into the ruck because he's bigger than Sean McKernan. Sean McKernan, you know, tried hard in the ruck, but he just wasn't big enough to impact at AFL level because he just wasn't tall enough and wasn't physically big enough. And Peter Wright is, so he'll be better at that role. Will he be better at running up the ground and taking marks and whatnot? I don't know. Maybe they'll plonk him at full forward and hope that he just does contested marking and, and has a bit of a run around inside the 50 and doesn't really leave. I don't know. I'm not quite sure because I don't know who plays centre-half forward now McKernan's gone. I don't know what the plan is. Um, is there a plan? Probably not. I, I'm trying not to think too much about Essendon right at the minute because it's a lovely four-month window where I can pretend we're not bad. Just a little stat that Tim Mitchell's tweeted out. Goals in the last three seasons. Joe Danaher, 18. Peter Wright, 26. Hey, Upgrade, baby. Upgrade. Anyway, let's not dwell on why it's not an upgrade. Um, next year, Mitch Hannon has moved from Melbourne to the Western Bulldogs for a future third-round pick. Decent trading from both clubs. Mitch Hannon's starved of opportunities at the Ds. He will go to the Bulldogs and play as a mid-forward hybrid, just slightly taller than the rest of their mid-forward hybrids. I think uh, I think it's yes. He's slightly taller. He's in 189 centimeters as opposed to the average 184 centimeters of all their clones. Um, I'm interested to see what his DNA could bring into this side. I don't think it's going to be a huge contribution, supercoach wise, with a career high of average of 60 in 2018. But uh, look, I don't think he's going to be a terrible pickup for the Dogs. I think this reaffirms even more that they're probably going to trade Dunkley you know there's reports that they're looking at Adam Trelaw and he's had a medical I think it's a a terrible decision if they give up anything for him but if he comes in whatever but I think losing Dunkley is going to hurt them I think people underrate Dunkley Um, and I think Mitch Hannon's going to basically just play as a forward and maybe allow Wallace to move up the ground a bit more onto the wing than he does, maybe? Yeah, I, I think that's, that sounds reasonable. But with Bevo, who knows? Hannon could play in the ruck. Hannon could play at fullback. You never know. And that's the joy of the Bulldogs. Also, he was he did start his career in the VFL at the Doggies as well. So it's almost like he was a, a, you know, he was part of that cloning process and they obviously reject him for just not quite fitting the mould, a little bit too tall. Um, they Off he goes into the wild and they're like, oh, maybe, maybe we got that one wrong. So let's bring him back. And anyway... Should fill that Billy Gowers hole that's uh, been left in that side. Gaping chasm left in the the Bulldogs' half-forward line. Um, Negative two points in his final game, you'd think of AFL, although he's been on every trade platform saying he wants another shot. Get him in there. Get him to your club right now. Stefan Martin also moved to the Western Bulldogs for a can of Coke and a pie. Yeah, basically. well, basically they gained, what, seven spots in the draft in the fourth rounder. It's, um, I, once again, this is a player that shouldn't have had to have been traded for, but he moves down to the Bulldogs. I think this this is probably more of a draft focus, but I think this reduces the value of um, Tim English by quite a lot. I think Steph Martin isn't a player that can really play forward or play behind the ball. So I think we're going to see a bit more of that from Timmy English. I think Steph Martin is going to play, and I think he's going to be stuck in the ruck until he goes down with an injury. So probably not great if you're looking 
at, well, either Steph Martin or Tim English in a draft. Um, I could be wrong. Maybe they don't play them together, but I'd suspect that's what it's for. Uh, Patch, any interest in, in Stefan Martin? The once great super coach selection. Um, no, not not in Martin. I don't think he'll, you know, could be a, a late smoky as a, in a draft league. You wouldn't consider him regular super coach. And I think it kind of crosses Tim English off unless English plays either behind the ball or they put him like on a wing because English famously was a midfielder right up until he turned 17 and grew 600 centimetres in about a week. And they're like, oh, Oh, well, you're, you're Space Jam now. You're in the middle. Have fun. Um, maybe they play him as like a midfielder or a wing or like a Mark Blissav's kind of role, but you're not taking a punt on him to start. God, no. And part of this trade, Lockie Young moves over to North Melbourne. They take a seven-position seven hit in the draft. Lockie Young, he's a young. He'll be 22 next year. He's a defender for, uh, well, he was for the Bulldogs, super coach wise once again, career-high average of 47, did that this year from just two games, another player that didn't need to be traded, uh, shouldn't have needed to be traded, but he goes over to bolster the defensive stocks at North Melbourne. Uh, they've delisted quite a few defenders. Uh, we saw them delist Joel Crocker and the like, so maybe this is a guy that that does play regular footy for them, but from a super coach perspective, I think he's going to be too expensive and too much of a key position player for them. Yeah, if he's under 200k, you'd have a look at him because I'd, I reckon they've brought him in and he's likely to, you know, depending on how preseason goes and who they draft and all of that, but he's likely to get a decent run in that side. Um, and if he starts year in round one and he's 160k, 180k, I reckon you could probably do worse than picking him up. Um, but yeah, a lot of water to go under the bridge, certainly not someone that is shattering. Um, our conception of, of what our teams might look like next year, unlike the last trade of the day, which, oh boy, oh boy, Dog, does this have some Supercoach relevance? <laughs> it's got some. <laughs> it's got some. Um, do you want to take us through it? Braden Pruce went to the Giants in exchange for pick 31, which was the compensation given to the Giants for Aiden Core. Um, so they've basically traded Core to... Uh, for Braden Pruce. Um, Giants don't really have any Ruckman on their list unless you count Shane Mumford, who's kind of more of a pork barrel with legs. Um, <laughs> or oak barrel, pork barrel. He's a barrel with legs. Um, Pruce will play number one Ruck, should play just about every game. Should be about 250k, according to Bryce Mitchell over on the old Twitters. Um, well, you know, when he plays in the Ruck, he averages... He, Scores pretty well from a super coach perspective. Would be a really good draft pick, and depending on how the rest of the the you know the landscape shapes up, if we're forced to go with a, a cheaper ruck, if you know you can only fit one of Gorn or Grundy in because there are no rookies next year, or because you know a whole multitude of reasons, I think Braden Pruce would be very popular at R two at that two hundred and fifty two hundred and eighty k because he'll he'll play and he'll average ninety ninety five, and then you know middle of the year you kind of toss him and upgrade him to someone else. I think it's a very interesting, very relevant move, potentially. I think so. There's He's filling a void of significance for them. This might mean that Shane Mumford isn't on the main list. We discussed last week, potentially they use that new pickup system or waiver wire system. Um, Braden Proust might even be someone that people are looking at to sit on the bench. He's more expensive than you'd like for that position, but we've seen it. Used to some success when you look at guys like uh, Draper this year, 
or Riley O'Brien of, of last year. Um, in his two games this year prior to round 16, where he only scored 19 points, I believe he actually got injured in that game. He scored 84 and 85, so he can post scores. Uh, yeah, be, be intrigued to see what he can do just in the rucks. He had to obviously switch forward for a bit at Melbourne as well and share with Luke Jackson and Max Gorn at times. Yeah, very intrigued to see how he goes and certainly not locked into round one. But if he gets, like, there's half a chance that he gets forward ruck eligibility too, which, ah, if it happens. He's not, he's not getting, he's not getting Let me dream, position. like, let me dream. I think, I believe Tim Mitchell has confirmed that today on Twitter, ah, that well, he's not just, getting. You let me have excitement for all of 30 seconds. I don't have much to cling on to in 2020, like dog, and you're just tearing it away piece by piece. Yeah, well, sorry about that, but uh, word on the street is he will not be DPP. Uh, but yeah, I think interesting and is going to probably get way overhyped in draft leagues and go super early, but maybe he can provide you some some decent points. Uh, he, look, he's this court sort of guy I'd definitely be targeting. I, I like to punt my rucks and try and get some value later on, so maybe he is someone... That's all of the official trades that have been ticked off and signed and had the paperwork's I's dotted and T's crossed and all of that. There's, you know, obviously Trelaw, we've mentioned Dunkley's still there. Adam Sard's still looking to get traded. And Dodoro is still refusing to accept any reasonable terms. Um, I don't know. There's, there's stuff happening. Is there anything you expect to see happen between now and the time that people listen to this? I really hope we have like three or four of these deals fall over. Three or four of these players go to the preseason draft and the AFL have to look at how it structures its player movement because it's a joke that if you're a free agent, you can... <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. It's a joke that you can use the preseason draft as a threat. You shouldn't be able to. You shouldn't have to. You should just be able to leave your club. Anyway, hopefully that happens and the clubs look at it. Uh, in terms of deals, Adam Trelaw, if it gets done, if he goes to Bulldogs, which is starting to sound like it will. I think it's not great for the Bulldogs if they're losing Dunkley, but bringing him in. But will he be super coach relevant next year in a midfield with McRae and Bontempelli patch? Gut feeling? Um, Gut feeling is I'm not going to start him. Gut feeling is probably no. No, he kind of sits in that 105 average again, maybe. I don't don't know. I, I don't know. Agreed. I don't know either. I suspect uh, he'd have to be, yeah, he'd have to be cheaper than than you'd think. I, uh, he's really good though. He's really <laughs> it's, good. it's hard to know. It's hard to know. Bevo might put him in the ruck. Bevo will probably put him in the ruck. Let's be realistic here. Even though they have Steph Martin. Steph Martin's playing in the back pocket. What are you talking about? <laughs> God, it's not that hard, like dog. They don't have a key defender, so they're going to put him back there. Duh. Oh my god, they probably will. It's going to be Ben McAvoy all over again. Oh, big boy. Wowee. That'll do, Donkey. That'll do. Community, hope you're looking after yourself. Shout out to Teller Beats because we forgot to do it at the top of the show um, for that intro that just rings around my head all day and I love it. Um, good luck. Happy trade perioding. Happy, you know, enjoy listening to your favorite trade radio ads that are apparently really annoying. Fuchsia. Wouldn't, wouldn't know. Don't, have, have never listened to Trade Radio and don't intend to start anytime soon. Well, 
I'll talk to you later, you beautiful human. I'll talk to you later, you beautiful human. And community, you beautiful humans, we will talk to you later as well.